Hello everyone and welcome to the Holistic Podcast where we speak about everything that encompasses every pillar of our health and well-being. The physical, mental, emotional, spiritual and energetic body and everything in between. I'm your host Tawna Woods, holistic coach, personal trainer and yin yoga teacher, passionately sharing knowledge, teachings with myself and industry experts to help support you in gathering tools to empower you to live your best life. Good morning everybody. This morning I have a very special guest on the show with me, Nina Kennett, who is an emotional body therapist and coach. Um, I met Nina when I first started Wanaka Body, which would have been in 2016, um, where she came along and she brought her little butters along to train with me. So when I first started, I intentionally started to have a space for mothers that could come along and train and bring their babies and have a space where they could connect with other women and connect with their bodies and get moving after, I believe, motherhood being one of our, if we choose to do it, one of the greatest initiations of our lives. So it was really nice to be able to meet a lot of mothers in the community and connect with them and allow them a safe space to share that with me and my passion. Um, so I think, would you say that it was 2016? I was just or did you come after? That. I think it was, um, yeah, like either 2016 or 17. Yeah, cool. maybe 17. Yeah, when you started, I can't remember. Yeah, and what I love about this community is that people that I've met back then I'm still connected with now so it's very special to me and to watch the kids grow up and yeah even when Vico came over the other day yeah. I was like what like what has happened I can't believe how big he'd gotten but it was so special just to reconnect and watch them grow and evolve and um so back then I remember you having some issues and pain in your hips in different areas and we were always working together to try and find regressions and f modify the workouts to suit you which I think that we did really well at so the beauty of those sessions was that anyone could come and still now it doesn't matter what level of fitness that you're at it can all be modified depending so if you've got injuries or inflammation or whatever's going on, we can still move our bodies because, as we know, movement's medicine for the body and the mind. So how how we did that, I think, did serve. But there was still kind of an unknown uh, cause that you were searching for. Yeah, so I'd right. love to hear about a little bit more about that. Yeah, and um, thank you so much for having me here. First My of pleasure. All, this has been a couple of months in the making, trying to get our schedules aligned, but here we are. Um, so yeah, at that point, reflecting back, I was probably, say, six months away from shit hitting the fan as far as the chronic pain really ramping up. So at that point, I had a lot of pre-existing injuries, you know, old skiing, mountain biking injuries, um, Hormonally, obviously, my body was re still recovering from, you know, childbirth, and um, at the time, I think my youngest was seven months old, so pretty, you know, pretty young. Um, wow. You know, so there was a bit going on, obviously, within the body as far as recovering from, you know, um, childbirth and, you know, having two babies quite close together, so there's just two years and four months between my two kids. So, yeah, a lot of hip, um, especially left hip pain, pelvis and lower back. And I had been, I'm a little bit kind of vague at the moment thinking back on exactly, you know, the details of who I'd been to at that point and who I hadn't. But within that sort of period of a couple of years of working with you, I had seen every possible person you could imagine. You know, I'd been to physios, chiros, doctors, pain specialists, I'd had MRIs, I'd had blood tests, I'd had 
CAT scans I'd had, like literally everybody was looking for the reasoning of why I was in such deep chronic pain, particularly mm -hmm. in one hip. Mm -hmm. So I really was going around and around in circles and getting nowhere. And, you know, Tony, you're amazing at um, being able to, like you said, you know, create a plan that I could still do the boot camps and the workouts and stuff, but, you know, within my ability mm. and giving me exercises that I could do, you know, that um, didn't cause more pain. But really at that stage, it didn't matter what I did. I was in pain. I couldn't sleep on the left side of my body. I was awake for sort of anywhere from two to four hours a night, every night. I um, it didn't matter if I, you know, walked up Mount Roy, um, you know, super big hike versus walked around the block. I was in pain mm. no matter what I did. So I continued with the, you know, um, working out and keeping things at my level to maintain my fitness and my strength. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And so I think, thank you for sharing. And some of those things that you said really resonate with me and my journey as well. So today we're going to share a little bit about both. And this episode is on um, essentially the body holding the score and how the body speaks to us through different symptoms. So this has taken me and I'm sure yourself many years of exploration and things happening at an experiential level that that uh, really revealed the truth of the body and the mind not being uh, being so connected, and that within the body, if we have trapped emotion, memories, stress, that how those things, so the stress or tra they say trauma. I don't really like using the word trauma because it can have you know it, for some people it can have a can be quite triggering but really I think when we say trauma it's more we can think of it as stress because it's a stress on the body and then the stress is a stress on the cells which can manifest in disease or sickness or pain so things like like Nina was experiencing pain in the hip not knowing what's going on or sleep issues which you're experiencing which I also have experienced whether it's weight gain weight loss um you know or as far as cancer or different autoimmune diseases, and that's just an example of some things. Um, so throughout this, we'll go into our journeys a little bit more, but what... So from that, that point, which was how many years ago? Gosh, seven years ago or six years yeah, ago. six years ago. So from that point to now, what what led you on to work becoming or looking into becoming an emotional body body therapist? So back then, I um, I remember, yeah. Again, I'm a little bit sketchy on the exact dates, but I remember going to a talk in Wanaka by a couple from Brisbane that was all about the mind body connection to pain, disease, illness, mm -hmm. and I remember. I already had a little bit of knowledge about that, but not much. And I remember just being so, you know, intrigued and just thinking, oh, my God, yeah, this is stuff I want to know more about. Yeah. And so I started to do a bit more um, research about it all and looking into it a bit more. And um, I think, too, because at the time I was dealing with a bit of adrenal fatigue. And so I actually went down the path of a bit of a holistic wellness journey. Um, and I actually did holistic wellness coaching for a couple of years. And so that's where kind of the it all began, I suppose. But after about two years, I kind of got to the point where I was like, not only with my own clients, but with myself, I was like, okay, I'm still not quite nailing that pain. You know, mm. what's going on and why am I not getting to the bottom of it? So um, like I said, I started getting more, you know, interested in the mind-body connection, just learning more about it. And then eventually a course came along to learn how to, facilitate the practice that I do with my clients to release emotions attached to past events, people, um, or incidents. And that was like the, you know, the turning point really in my own healing. Mm. Um, because there was one significant event from my past that when I went down the path of exploring that and the emotions attached to it, bingo, left hip pain left. Virtually it was like someone stabbed a knife into my left hip the pain disappeared and it hasn't come back. Mm. And I'd had that hip pain for, what, five years nonstop virtually. So it was mm. very, very clear that um, 
A, that worked for me, but also B, I was holding on to a lot of emotions from, you know, my past. And, you know, for me, when I'm working with clients, I'm looking at, um, you know, when did the pain start? What was going on for them? Mm. You know, what part of the body was that body part under stress at the time of development? And, you know, the hips sit in the base, uh, sorry, in the um, base chakra, Mm. um, or the hips pelvis, you know, that kind Mm. of lower back area which develops between the ages of zero and seven so yes there was trauma going on for me in my life at that age because I lost my mum to cancer Mm. so you know I watched her um, get sicker and sicker and eventually pass away so Mm. you know the layers are weakened in those tissues and then you stack you know more on top so then I headed into my teen years where a whole lot of stuff happened and you know it was just more um, I always like liken it to the game like the game um, Jenga you know stacking blocks on top of each other and then mm. a weak layer is going to pull out and mm-hmm. normally it's that those base sort of layers um from those earlier years sort of you know normally zero to seven and then you know looking at the next one up sort of seven to 14 so historically looking back yes there was a whole lot of stuff that was unresolved because all the pain was my left hip left is your feminine side normally to do with females from your past so mm. did I have unresolved issues with females from my past Yes, I did, Um, both, you know, unresolved in the um, fully letting go of my mum's passing, but also with a um, stepmother that entered our life uh, around the age of, I think, 12 to 14. Mm -hmm. So that's how I'm kind of mapping it out, tracing it back, and then, you know, we get to work on releasing the emotions attached to those events or people. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that was how I kind of went down the path um, for myself personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find it real beautiful that, like, we have these experiences in our lives, and I think at the time, well, I know it's true for myself, that anything at the time that I've thought, and it has been really hard, a really hard experience that I've gone through, but really, I've now reframed all of those things as such a blessing, and such a, I'm so grateful for these, what would you call them, moments of darkness, I guess you could call it, um, because we can use that strength of going through it to then go on and share our experiences with other people and help other people. Yeah, um, 100%. And I think that that's the biggest gift because it's almost shaped the path of our lives. Yeah, you know? totally. And I'm, like I always say, you know, it's like finding the wisdom in the wound. 100%, yeah. So, sorry, I made a mistake before. Actually, it was the sacral chakra is the next up from, so base is zero to seven years of age, sacral is seven to 14 and the sacral is where the, um, you know, hips well, And it's your grounding, it's your, you know, your safety, your, yeah, your roots, exactly. you know. exactly. Um, and I like what you said. I've talked about this quite a lot recently in my work around if, you know, when we have pain that comes up, I think there's a, a misconception that we think that it's just arrived, right? So, like, oh, I've, I've, all, I've got hip pain or even if we go as far as to say, say a disease that someone manifests that get, that they get, we, I used to think, Oh, it just must've just happened right then. Like, but really those things didn't just happen overnight. So someone may have got, you might've started to develop cancer or an autoimmune disease or um, sleep issues, right. You know, two years ago. And so they're slowly, the stress is slowly impacting you and manifesting over time. So if we go, and generally, as you say, things start back right back in childhood or birth or Mm. in the womb or pre-birth, all of these, all these layers. So it's never just, or there might have been one event that's happened that we consider, or that might tip us over the edge, for example. So it might've made us really anxious or, um, really stressed or it might have caused a breakdown or something and we think oh that that's the thing so say it was like I might have um what's an example yeah I mean you know anything anything something that we consider traumatic so something's happened and I attach that event to my um my a breakdown happening in my case for example that I've shared before but actually What's happened is I've, I had allowed all of these events, so from childhood, um, from 
at being in the womb to adult things that have happened in my life that have all over time accumulated on top of one another, right? So it keeps stacking and it keeps stacking on top. And then we get to a point where we reach our capacity, whether or not we're aware of it, okay? And generally, I know in my case, I got to capacity and I had a moment of it was something happened and it was too much and it tipped me over the edge, right? But really, I was suppressing and distracting and not wanting to feel those things, which led me to where I got to. Hence why now, and I know that with yourself as well, Nina, that we're all about talking about feeling whatever's going on internally that may feel quote-unquote uncomfortable, to feel it, to heal it, to release it, and to start to just uh, release the layers that we've got in our, inside our bodies that are caught manifesting in these different things that are happening. So I think that's something to be really aware of is that things just don't happen overnight. You don't just get back pain overnight and it's from one, you didn't, like quite quite often, you know, or someone that's developed cancer, it doesn't just happen like that. It's mm-hmm. been happening. So the gift of the, well, one of the stories that I'll share soon is that the gift of that is it's taught me that I have to not, you know, I used to distract with over-exercise, over, you know, before that, that you, or overworking, and then before that it was drugs, alcohol, whatever it was to distract and numb from those feelings. And I was, I was uh, unconsciously doing this. Yeah. I had no idea I had stuff going on at all, mm. to be fair. I was yeah, just like, yeah. I'm 20, I'm, I'm having fine. fun. <laughs> I'm fine, I'm good. So, um, but then you get to a point. So it's like that now the teaching and the wisdom from it is, can we educate people on being aware of when the body's speaking to us, first it will start with whispers. Mm-hmm. It'll whisper. And then the question is, are you listening or are you distracting? Yeah. And then if you don't listen to the whispers, your body will start screaming. Yeah. It'll scream and it'll scream. And if you don't listen, it'll scream <laughs> it'll really loud. Yeah. And to the point, and this could sound quite terrifying for people, but truly, if you don't listen, if you really don't listen, it can cause death. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's that. That's that. This is the re- This is reality. Yeah. yeah. And so, and I was at that point where I did. I was at that point. Same as me. I just wasn't really listening to all the little yeah. signals. Hundred percent. And then, like you said, it was one. I was biking the Heafy track up the top of the South Island. Front tire had a little rock on the track, didn't fall off or anything, but yeah. put my left leg out to brace myself, and boom, that was the trigger. Yeah, that triggered the yeah. chronic it, pain. Uh-huh. But it had been, like you said, the lead up of we were building our own house. My husband was doing it at nights and the weekends, so oh, he was gone and from, babies. And yeah, two kids under two, a student. They say like never, <laughs> they like never build a house or get married. Or have, um, at, when you're having a baby, and everyone does them all at the same time, the and we're like, time. why are we losing our minds? Not yeah. sure. I had a you know thriving photography business. I was fully yeah. booked, shooting every week, yeah. uh, every weekend, shooting weddings. Two kids under two, a student who, an international student from Italy. It was like I couldn't have been any busier. And, yeah, you know, it was. Just, but that's yeah, it. The build up, but that's the build up of all the stress, and yeah. then this little accident. That you would have been like, I fell off my bike. That's it. That's why. Off. You know what I mean? I put my leg out. That's the accident. This is why this has all happened. This is it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. But no, it was the yeah compilation of years of all sorts of stuff yeah. throughout my life. You know, car accidents, biking accidents. Totally. You know, yeah, like I mentioned my mother passing, like just one thing mm. after another, you know. Mm. And I always thought, like you said, you know, I always thought that I was fine. Not from an arrogant. No, or, of course not. You know, ego. Um, place but I just literally you know I felt quite good emotionally I didn't struggle with postnatal depression or anything like I Mm. you know I felt okay and I seen I mean I'm sure if anyone you know was to um remember me from that time I was you know happy and having Mm. fun and you know Mm. Mm. like I never would have thought that this was the direction I was heading but of course it made sense because you know, Your I body, it's, things happen so you listen. So yeah. And are you going to take the lesson? You know, are you yeah. are you listening? And I think it's um how you it's inter- that I resonate so much with what you just said around you know you were 
business thriving, everything happy, good, blah, blah, blah. And I can so relate to that. It's like when, you know, four years ago, I'd say, five years ago, um, I'd say my business, I was so happy, truly, really, well, I think I like, <laughs> consciously, I think was. I was, really happy, business absolutely booming, thriving, like yeah. financially he- heaving from it, you know, like kind mm. of for me, my, the growth and the success of my business in the first year was like quite overwhelming and I didn't expect it. So there mm. was that part, but I was also, I had at the time like a beautiful relationship and it was, well, ironically looking back now and what I now know, I'm like, there's, you know, was it like, but I thought it was at the time, um, you know, and I just, I was traveling the world and having beautiful, like amazing experiences and great connections and, you know, everything seemed to be, and on the outside, everyone, and I thought it was true, everyone was like, you're kill- like, Tortoise Kelly, mm. she's great, you know, like, and I thought so too. <laughs> and then it's funny, I laugh now, I really laugh now, at the time I thought my world was over, but what I want to kind of talk into about my experience around understanding the truth of the mind and body being connected, mm-hmm. and the body holding the score, and I think so many people can talk to us about it, and you know, the mind and body's not separate, blah, blah, blah. And I say it all the time. But I remember when people used to say that to me, I would think, oh, whatever. Like, not whatever, but I hadn't had an experience at an experiential level that I could fully understand it. No. So if I, if someone tells me something, and yes, of course you can logically understand, but until I have an experience where I feel it, feel it in my body, mm. does it make sense? And so what happened was, I won't delve into the absolute details because I've um, talked about it in other podcasts and in my journey on Instagram and stuff. But briefly, um, actually, you can go on to episode one and two of the podcast, especially number two, that explains more. Um, but I, it's, oh, there was a couple of things actually that happened. So I was thought I was at my absolute like peak of life, <laughs> and then. What happened was I had an experience. I went to went away overseas, came back, um, and I remember I got back and my period was going a little bit funny. And I was like, "Oh, it's probably just from jet lag." Like you know, tired. We went to Coachella, partied up as you do, you know. And um, so I was like, "Oh yeah, it's probably that." And then, but I think at this time my body was speaking to me at that point. But I was like, "Oh, you know, whatever." Um, and then. I actually got, so I was in a relationship and then it ended um, quite really abruptly. And I I really, at the time, I didn't see the ending coming. But if I look back now, then um, I think I was probably just ignoring little signs that it was. Anyway, and so I absolutely, like I just froze, broken heart. Like my, I just was... But it made me, I froze for quite a while, like a, a year or so. Like I literally just shut down because it was too much for me to deal with. So I carried on. But from that day that that happened, I lost my period. And it never, ever came back. Well, it's come back now. Um, but I lost it for two and a half years. And so when you lose your cycle as a woman, it's obviously a sign that something, um, something is not... Right. Mm. You know, it's like your body doesn't feel safe to procreate. So why is that happening? And at the time I was just like, oh, you know, I'm just stressed or like whatever. Um, and, and to be fair, I was having a lot of gut issues prior to uh, that, that year because I'd contracted parasites in Bali. So that's a whole nother story in itself. But I kind of thought, oh, you know, that's related. And who knows, my tummy's been funny anyway before I went to America and it can be linked to that. And so... I didn't really connect the dots on like, oh, heartbreak. Hmm. Like, wonder if that had anything to do with it. Anyway, so I had to go and see a endocrinologist in Dunedin after six months because, or maybe three months because it hadn't come back. Um, and the woman was said to me, you're exercising too much. You're not eating enough, all the things. And I literally, I knew that I wasn't like, I was prior to that, I was, I was training a lot for half marathons and yoga and running, all the things, but I, I had been to other people as well, like naturopaths, doctors, functional medicine doctors that were like, 
oh, you need to just walk flat and you need to just eat lots of carbs and do all these things, and which I was already doing. And anyway, so I was like, oh, yeah, I'll listen to that, but I won't trust myself. And this is coming back, this is another story about learning to trust yourself again and what you're in a knowing is, but I knew that I was not going too, too hard, that wasn't happening. So I kept going back, I think every month or something to Dunedin and nothing was changing. And interestingly enough, so when you lose your period and they, they did an MRI on my brain because they did a blood test, which um, showed that I had my IGF-1, which is your growth hormone, was elevated and that's really abnormal. So when that happens, they link that normally with a lost period with a pituitary gland tumor. And so I had a call when I was in Australia, actually, and the doctors were like, you've got to come and get an MRI. Like, basically told me, you've got a tumor. We did, all we have to do is go up your nose and remove it. And I'm like, absolutely losing my mind, as you can imagine. And so I've, you know, got this belief now that I've got to have this tumor and that's what I've been told. And it's just a, it goes to show the power of words and what people speak into. You've got to be very mindful of what you're saying and how it can affect your your beliefs and what you what's going on anyway um so I went and got an MRI done and nothing was there there was no tumor so there was this no explanation as to why I had that elevation and everyone was so confused and they talked to 10 other oh, there's apparently like a group of 10 endocrinologists or something that were trying to discuss this um and to no uh, uh explanation and half of the endocrinologist would say that there's no correlation between emotions and the, what was happening but the other half would say that it's due to this is what my endocrinologist ended up telling me that half of them would believe that it's due to unprocessed emotion mm -hmm. and I just was like wow okay and so anyway I just I, I ended up having to just I kept getting monitored but nothing was happening so I just got on with my life Tried to do the best I could. Anyway, um, a couple of years, or maybe a year later, I suffered um, a breakdown just due to overwhelm and doing too much and suppressed emotion. Um, but those sort of led to me discovering that if I am to suppress that eventually we get to a point where it's capacity and something gives whether it be you know I had an extreme case but that I'm still grateful for but what that breakdown led me to was a um, acupuncturist in Dunedin from a another client friend of mine back in from here that actually moved to Dunedin and said please go and see this guy because he's helped my husband it's really mm. amazing so, and I've always been, um, used acupuncture for the last probably 10 years because one of my best friends is an acupuncturist. So opened my eyes to this mind body connection, which was really beautiful. So I already was really open to different forms of treatment and modalities. So I went along and I was very fragile, vulnerable state. And he took one look at me and he goes, uh, you're holding lots of emotion. And I was like, oh, I know, but like, what is it? Because I always I always suffered a lot of tummy pain and bloating and like that was where, I, and where I'd hold all my emotion. And actually going on some um, different journeys with different medicines, plant medicines, it's actually it's come to my attention that a lot of uh, humans hold emotion in our, that's in our stomach. In mm. our hips, our mm. tummy, and so yeah. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't. At that time, I hadn't delved into this, so it was like, okay, I don't know what I'm holding. Anyway, and so he goes, okay, I'm going to put some needles in at a special point in your lower back. At this point, I'd been in Dunedin for a few months, and I just and I was really resistant to going back to Wanaka. I was like, I'm not going. And then I decided that day, I was like, right, no, I packed my car, and I was like, I'm going back to Wanaka. So I'd made this choice to surrender to what I didn't want to do as well. So there was a few factors there. But anyway, he put these points in and I remember like screaming, like it was so painful. And I was like, what have you done? He's like, don't be special, just leave it. Anyway, and I was like, finished my treatment. I said, thank you. Packed my stuff up, drove back to Wanaka. And I was in between Dunedin and Wanaka halfway. And I just burst into tears out of nowhere. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? And I was like, okay, Tora, 
but and I brought my attention to my thoughts and I thought and I was like what am I what's happening here what am I thinking of what am I processing and it was stuff with my father um just my uh, my daughter's father and then another person and I would just realize at that moment I released emotion and let go of those things mm. in that moment and I felt it let go like I physically felt it leave me um and I was like whoa that was awesome like I was smiling away like had cried for 10 minutes or whatever it was half an hour got got back got to the place I was moving into packed unpacked my stuff had a shower 10 o'clock at night I went to go to toilet and my period was there oh, no. and I was like like I, of course I was scared. I was just like I can't believe it. Like I remember ringing my mum and being like, "Mum, mum, I got my period back." Do you know what happened? Like two and a half years later, after this, these, this years of ordeal and like just absolute, you know, I had a dark night of the soul. I had all this stuff happen to me, and I remember thinking, "Why is this happening?" But really, reframe. What is this doing? What not? Mm. Why is this happening? Yeah. Um. What is this doing? What what is it? What is this doing for me? What yeah, is what is what's, what this, is, teaching what's me? this teaching me? What's the lesson? Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, in that moment, I thought, oh, I was like, there's something here. What is what? And this would have been 2000, uh, end of 2020, uh, yeah. very October 2020. Yeah. And I just was like, this is this is anyway. So that was like the can of worms for me that got opened, and which led me down to other. Um, things, uh, ways of healing and uncovering um, emotion and different journeys mm-hmm. that has allowed me to see that within our bodies we hold a lot of stress and memories and events that we may not have even, we don't remember mm-hmm. that they've been so um, hard for us that uh, when things can be traumatic we actually shut down so we don't remember our body just literally the memory's gone yeah. but they're still inside us okay yeah. and it manifests in ways and so this allowed me to go be uh shown these things and to be able to actually feel safe to be free and to release them and to find uh the wisdom in the body if we allow it and tune into it and how it releases and purges emotion and when those things happen, to allow it to be there, because the body has so is so intelligent, mm. it will do it. Yeah, but it if, wants to do it. Too. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so if we ignore it and we go, oh no, this is like, or we might be embarrassed to cry, or which is normal because this is from conditioning, maybe in your life. Yeah. Or, um, I actually just I did a video on my Facebook reel to, to uh, maybe a week or two ago, but it was around this and how my body would experience hard emotions now. And now it knows what to do. Mm. It'll be like coughing and purging and crying. And then it'll sing and it'll dance. It'll move the energy. And I'm so, and it's connecting to the inner child and what that would naturally do that a lot of us have lost connection with. Mm -hmm. But the beauty in in that and allowing, and now when I have emotion, I'm like, right, let's feel it if it's shit. Let's go. Let's bring it on. I'm ready. But what would you, in saying that, what would, you say to someone that wants to that's intrigued with your work because mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people this is a bit of a generalization but a lot of people I've spoken to they are really frightened to face themselves mm-hmm. or what might be held within because um they don't know what they might find or it yeah. might be uncomfortable or they're scared which mm-hmm. is totally normal mm-hmm. What would you say to someone that comes to you that wants help but is afraid? And is there things they can do? Do you have to be a certain level um, of openness to be able to let go? Or are there ways that, um, you know, that you express to clients around around this work and how it can be maybe more manageable for them to go through? Or Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, with... Um one part of what I do, which is um, the emotional release part, is that they are um, held by me until the emotion is fully expressed. So they're not leaving me partway through mm-hmm. working on something. So let's say one specific person or event. We process that um, event or trauma to entirety. Mm-hmm. So they don't walk away from a session with me having not, you know, in a nervous wreck, 
burst into tears, you know, still crying and everything like that. We yeah. do it until the body tells us that that emotion has passed through. Yeah. So, you know, over the years, yeah, there's definitely been people that have been quite nervous about doing the work with me, and mm. all of them have said, that, hasn't, that wasn't as bad as I expected, mm. you know, mm. because we get it so in our head mm. thinking that this is going to, what's going to come up, and yeah. oh my God, this is going to be awful, I can't go down that path, especially yeah. if you know that historically you've been through stuff as a child. Yeah. But, you know, I've heard and seen some of the most unimaginable stuff that you can imagine mm. that has happened to people, especially as kids, and none of them have left feeling um, worse off, you know? Everybody mm. has left mm. just feeling so much better in so many different ways, you know, whether mm. it be strong or emotionally, physically, physical pain gone, mm-hmm. um, able to implement better boundaries, more confidence, more mm. clarity. You know, there's just so many ways that once you get rid of all that emotional baggage, there's so many ways that it shows up positively in your life Mm. and one thing that you touched on before about you know the body whispering to you Mm. before my body really ramped up with chronic pain there was yeah there was years of signals headaches every day Mm. you know um not sleeping yeah and I actually really remember clearly one time yelling at my kids so hard that my entire throat and chest restricted I actually felt like I was having a heart attack Mm. and it was over I can't even remember what it was over nothing you know Mm. probably I don't know, didn't put their shoes away or something, but Mm -hmm. that was beside the point. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there was just so much suppressed emotion Mm -hmm. sitting inside me and, you know, it was just, I was at breaking point. And and you're so reactive. Yeah, Yeah. over nothing. And I was, um, you know, internally in such a bad state Mm. without actually realising that things were that bad. And so, yeah, my body's explosion was the chronic pain, Mm -hmm. but it had been talking to me for quite a bit. And another thing that I've um, worked out over the you know many years that I've been doing the work I do is that again this is a generalisation, but for a lot of people, if you've got um, childhood stuff you haven't processed by the time you reach forty, it will come out typically in your forties and either pain, disease, or emotional behaviours you don't want. Yeah. So yeah. that was you couldn't have I couldn't have been more um, by the book. I was literally forty. Yeah. You know, and it was like. Boom, here's all this. I'm kind of stoked. Mine had started to happen at 30. I'm like, yeah, so if you were under 40 listening to this, get on to dealing with your stuff now because you don't want to wait because, yes, it explodes in disease, pain, you know? Yeah, and yeah, and totally. And it's like, I resonate so much with what you said around being reactive. And this is years ago because I had Indy Young, you know, I was 20, just turned 24, and I had no awareness to what was anything, like nothing at all. Mm. And so, um, I remember being reactive as well. And um, what did Indy's dad used to say to me? He's like, oh, you're you're so highly strung. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, oh, whatever. Like, just really reactive. But then realizing now, it's like, no, Tona, you just had so much in your system Mm. that you hadn't looked at, you didn't know was there. You were tapped out. You were tired. You were a new mum. You... You know, you had all these things going on, and so you're just at capacity stress-wise. And so when you're at capacity, and you'll notice that in relationship too, with well, whether it be your partner, you know, your lover, your friends, who your family, we can be so reactive and project that the problem with too much suppressed stuff is, I believe, that we end up unconsciously, most of the time, uh, projecting our internal pain on other people mm. and it's not anyone else's shit to carry no. it's our responsibility and I believe it's our duty to no matter what's happened to us it's not our fault it's not our fault nothing we've you know nothing that's bad that's happened to us that we've asked for but the the truth is it's our responsibility to take ownership for it and to heal it, mm. so we're not walking around carrying like heaviness, which weighs us down and affects our mental health. But it not only affects the the thing to look at here is it not only affects us, but it affects everyone around us and our loved ones. And like it can mm. start affecting stuff. Will as you say, will eventually come up. And if we don't look at it, the past stuff that's weighing down now or in the past. It's going to come onto your, you're going to put it onto your kids. You're going to oh, put it onto your partner that you love deeply. Yeah. And when there's too much unprocessed stuff, that can, it's plain and simple, ruin relationships. Oh, you will lose, like, definitely. the reality is you can lose your, you can lose your partner. You can lose your, 
like your kids, your kids. You know, Liter- yeah, le- yeah, yeah. Le- literally yeah. and to me I I've really learned and had lived experience as well as understanding that we are all walking projections of like basically spewing our shit mm. onto everybody else expecting everyone to carry it yeah or we we unconsciously carry everyone else's stuff yeah that yeah. doesn't belong to us and it's just it causes so much pain so there's the sooner that we take responsibility for ourselves the and this is why the biggest a big part of uh focus and value and uh biggest part of my work today is to peel back my layers and to heal myself and my past so I don't pass it on to my daughter and my future children. Yeah. And I it's healing intergenerational trauma. This is what it is. And it's yeah. psych it you can just see it cycling down. You can mm-hmm. just I can see it. It started way back before me. Oh but yeah. I've decided yeah. like I want to be free. I want yeah. my fam my kids to be free. I want my family to be free. I want my partner to be free. Mm-hmm. I want my family to be free. Yeah. And it may not, you know, and I think it's very brave and courageous people that decide to do that and be cycle breakers. Definitely. And it's because it's not just, it's not yeah. for us. No. I don't believe it's for me. Well, yeah, it's for me in a sense, but it is really oh, for so the future generation. There's so much more. Yeah. And not only that, what I've been really working on the last few years is how these events um, and conditioning from, say, uh, parents and how they get passed down from their parents and how it all filters down is um, I don't want to do the same thing and repeat the same cycles. And I don't want to get myself in dynamics and relationships with friends, family, partners, whatever, that are detrimental mm-hmm. and that don't serve and get me in dynamics that don't, that aren't healthy. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've found myself over the years in unhealthy dynamics so this is another part of it. It's like, what are these things speaking? What do we need to learn to heal that so we can actually live a really beautiful, loving life and with shared visions and goals with people mm-hmm. and family? What it, yeah. And for me, it's like growth, evolution, change, being the best version of myself I can be. And so for me, and I'm sure yourself, is like, can we face ourselves and face the fire, so-called fire, but understand that I might bring it on. That's freedom mm. on the other side. And yeah. it's actually, it, it's like beautiful. It's, it's, yeah, it's oh, just, it's, so liberating, it, it's liberating. It's like ecstasy for me. I'm not kidding. I'm yeah. like, oh, something's going on. I've got an uncomfortable emotion. What's going on? And I yeah. love it. And so. So do I. I mean, yeah. I, active, I actively still work on my healing. Oh, it's, it's barely be a week it's that a I value, do something. Right? You know it's a value, right? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like. And more recently, I've been doing, the last year, I'm actually doing a course with a psychologist um, in the UK, and it's all about, you know, more um, ancestral wounding and stuff like that. So I've got stuff inside me from people I've never even met. Of course. You know what I mean? And so all that, um, you know, all those, yeah, that conditioning and those beliefs, those um, betrayal wounds mm, and abandonment yeah, wounds and you know stuff it's <laughs> like you, about it. <laughs> you know that's a whole and different that, podcast yeah, yeah, we'll but, do that another day but yeah but it's so, how it shows up and relate yeah yeah and I'm oh. like you I'm like bring it on like yeah. I'm so here for more and more yeah. of it and over the years like my healing has just evolved more and more so if you're right back at the start and another thing I want to mention is I work with a lot of clients that you know actually haven't had that many big significant traumas yeah um, but it doesn't mean that what they went through is not significant course, to them, you know, totally. bullying, workplace yep. bullying, yep. Um, all sorts of things. Even being left crying as a baby. Exactly. And, and you think that's nothing. It could be huge for yeah, an abandonment so, wound, you know. Totally. And they, you know, and they think sometimes you're even a little bit like, oh, I'm not sure, you know, that this is going to work for me. But I swear to God, every single what? client I've worked with. Once you dive into it, there is a lot more than what they initially think. So if you're listening to this and thinking, oh, well, nothing really bad happened to me. I had a great childhood. You might have stuff in you that isn't even yours. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. you know, that is, yeah, that is getting a little bit deep going back into um, ancestral stuff. But like Tawna was saying, you know, through our own healing, we have the ability to heal up to seven generations. And I've seen this mm. with my own healing. I've seen healing take my own healing Um and the overflow into oh, my brother amazing. and my father, yeah. so that's yeah. on that side. I've seen it massively in my children. Yeah. 
Um, and I'm sure the work that I've done for myself and with my kids, because with my clients at appearance, I have specific stuff I give them to do with their children. You know, if their children were um, around when the parent was experiencing trauma. Mm. Um, so then, of course, they're going to go on to teach that to their own children. So yeah. already there's five generations there. Yeah. You know, I don't have grandparents still alive, so I can't see the um, in-life effects of what I'm doing. But I know, you know, it's just propelling out everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And one thing I will say as well is, like, this whole conversation probably could be quite confronting for some people, especially if you've not kind of delved into any self-development work or... Um, anything like that but also I think people would need to be ready and and know you know none of us can force anyone to do any work or or to want expect anyone to change when they're not ready or they don't want to it's got to come from within Mm -hmm. and knowing that you have the power within yourself to heal all these things that may be affecting your life yeah um and that with you know emotional body work uh, in trauma therapy, somatic therapy, what I will say, especially with my somatic coach as, as well, is you're not going, you don't even have to speak about what's happened. You let the body speak. And so it's, you know, sometimes speaking about a situation can be re-traumatizing. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to do that. So the beauty of the work is it's actually not about going, right, let's just talk about this stuff and just open up this yeah, can of worms. It's actually dipping your toes in so it's you're introducing things to your body slowly and you're not overwhelming yourself you're not diving in but knowing that uh you're actually it's a different form of I would say therapy where it's not necessarily unless you want it to be talk therapy but it's actually grounding yourself connecting yourself to your body getting out of your mind and allowing the body to speak right through sensation Mm -hmm. so it's a very in my experience it was a very gentle beautiful way to do it don't get me wrong it was exhausting because when you start to peel back layers and re rewire your brain and neural pathways it's tiring Mm -hmm. I had about a year of just like being a hermit and not seeing my friends and they now that they've you know some of them have seen my work it's like they started doing it and they understand they're like oh I get it now I get why you're so tired and but what I'm celebrating today as well, what's been so beautiful, beautiful, truly, is from doing the work that I've done, and like you said, the flow-on effect, I look at my daughter and the emotional intelligence she has because I've taught her, and and I'm and having my daughter's father actually expressing that and saying, Tawna, she's, her emotional maturity is of a 14-year-old, and she's 10, and it's like, I've got you to thank for that. And then not only that, I see the purpose like, I'm not with her father anymore. We haven't been for seven years. And we had a very rocky, very incredibly rocky few years of separation. Um, but now, I truly see the purpose of our relationship is to together heal intergenerational stuff and stuff that we have put onto Indy that we didn't intend to. Mm-hmm. And we actually now, like me and her father and her his wife and family, we have the most harmonious beautiful close relationship that they're my family in this town mm. like I literally like we you know I'm, I'm there all the time or they'll come here and we tell each other we love each other it's like and it's genuine it's like mm. such a I'm so happy that I got to do this because I didn't get to experience that growing up and there was you know my mum and dad barely talk now still and so it's I just love that it's a, it's actually about choosing love Mm. And all of this, this whole thing, exactly, this whole thing is, are you going to choose love or are you going to choose fear? And it's so natural for fear to come in and we're conditioned for that to happen. Fear comes out of the ego trying to protect us. Yeah, I can't do this, it's too hard. And all the limiting beliefs, all of it. And that's normal, Our, 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 our brain gravitates towards the negative bias. But if we're really aware of when that happens... And if we decide to lead with love and choose love and remembering that we have a choice every single day, how beautiful and how much that shifts everything and all dynamics, because we have that power. If we're leading with resentment and anger and all these emotions that are lower vibration, 
we're allowed to feel them. It's not to say that you can't. No, no, they need it, to be And they felt. need to be felt, but it's felt. feeling them. Yeah. And then it's choosing, right, I'm going to choose love because when I choose love, it actually feels good mm-hmm. for me. It brings me into the present. Yeah. It pulls me out of the past and into my body now and what I'm feeling and what feels true for me. Totally. And so just remember, just I would love and to encourage everyone for a day, even if it's for an hour, when you're conscious of it, can you decide to lean into love and to choose love and watch what happens? Mm. Truly watch what happens. And you have a choice. You have a choice. Um, Another massive thing that I remember when I was in the, you know, in the worst of my chronic pain when I couldn't even walk to the letterbox, you know, every single day as I swung my two feet out of my bed and put them on the ground, I would be, you know, saying out loud, I'm grateful to be here today, you know, mm. and I was not grateful. Yeah. I wasn't sleeping. I was miserable. I was in pain. Mm. I was on painkillers, you know, mm. life was terrible. Mm. Like I was not <laughs> grateful and I wasn't happy, but I just kept, like you said, leading with love and leading with gratitude and just showing up for myself and my kids every and day. And knowing that this too shall pass, even exactly. though when you're in it, exactly. you just don't think that, and, but it yeah. truly has to, like and, it does. You know, when you're grateful, Eventually. Yeah, exactly. When you can have gratitude in places you feel it shouldn't exist. Mm. Like, I didn't feel I should be grateful for a chronic pain condition, because why would Mm. I be? Mm. Mm. But it has given me so much, and it's, you know, it's given me, you know, not only my own healing, but like you see, my children, Mm. my two boys, same thing, they're eight and ten, but they are so emotionally Mm. regulated, attuned. Yeah, totally. Mature, like, they come home and they discuss things about their school day, like, with the emotional level of, you know, even above a teenager. Mm. You know, and that's all through the work that I've Top, done. Exactly. Not and only and me, celebrate that. It's amazing. Exactly. It's incredible. Well done. Yeah. And it's 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 beautiful. Like I, yeah. it just that that's that shit lights me up. Like that's what's important. That's what oh. matters. It's about the children. It's not about me. And, and then that's, that's vibrating out to yeah. all the other kids at school. Exactly. That parents, most parents will never yeah. do any work on themselves. Yeah. And it's and like and I you know, I yeah, it's just so... The I, ripple effect. Yeah, and just remembering, like, I think there was a big turning point with me and Indy's father where we were, there was so much resentment and so much anger that was just projected. It was just heinous. Yeah. But then getting to the point going, wait on. <laughs> this is not about us. This is no. about her. Yeah. This is about Indy. We want her to be happy and we'll do our best to support that. And yeah. when that shifted, it's like everything changes. Everything changes. Yeah. And so, you know, it can take a lot because, you know, if there's been you know betrayal or all these things it's so hard to let that go but you know but what the last thing one of the last things I'll say is uh just around like just being a little bit aware of if you're maybe starting to think maybe there's some stuff physically that's manifesting as pain uh, physical symptoms I really like to look and delve into the metaphysical meaning for things so for example a simple one would be you did touch on the masculine and feminine side, but I won't need to go. On, don't need to go into that. But even you know, say if you've got sore shoulders or shoulder, shoulder pain, it's like, hmm, do I feel like I've got the weight of the world on my shoulders? Yeah, exactly. Like literally, like that's what the body's kind of signalling. So if we can start to just just bring a little bit more, if it interests you, just a little bit more awareness to these things, mm. and and possibly the fact that there's something deeper there because. I know growing up, we're in the Western world, we're conditioned to believe that the mind and body are separate and that's what's happened, especially yep. in the medical system. Yep. And so really, if you're looking at Eastern, you know, when I lived in Bali, it was like, there's no way it's separate. You're, you're taught that it's one. So, yeah. you know, it's we, it's not anyone's fault that we're conditioned to believe this certain way and these are all maybe some of the stuff Nina and I are talking about could feel uncomfortable because it's maybe the first time you've heard it and if it's challenging a belief you have of course you may have a lot of resistance and a lot of um just aversion to what we're saying Uh, but the goal here for myself and I know for myself deeply is that I just want to bring awareness and I'm sure for Nina uh, and she can speak into what she she needs to but bring awareness to these, all of this, and to try and let people know what, from our experience, what's happened, so no one else has to experience what we have before things get to, to where it's too late, yeah, to cross and we are knocking, you know, like, three years ago, I'm knocking on death's door, like, I couldn't have gone any further than, the, the next option for me was death, 
and I thought that that was what was that was my destiny and it's mm. not and so grateful it's not but if I can speak into this now to help others that's all that I hope for so um, Definitely. please, if uh, at the at the bottom of the show notes, I'll link Nina's Instagram into it. And if you want to reach out to Nina, it's Nina Kennett. Um, underscore. And un, Nina underscore Kennett. Nina Kennett underscore. Nina Kennett underscore. But I'll I will link it in the yeah, show notes and reach out to me if you want any more information and regarding Nina's work and um, any more questions that you may have for me as well. I'd, delve into a lot of this in my work which has really led me on to why I treat people holistically and why my work's changed and it's not just personal training so if you want to work with Torna it's going to be a little bit deeper than that but you know I trust trust me it's worth it um and I can say I can confidently say from doing all the work I've done the last few years I'm the happiest most content the most grounded I've ever been in my life and I wouldn't change any experience I wouldn't have it any other way and I'm just so thankful and grateful. So um, in saying all that, is there anything else that you'd like to add that I haven't covered in regards to your work or anything that you feel needs mentioning? Oh, I feel like we could talk for a whole nother hour. I know, hour, this but... is the issue. Like, we're going to wrap it up for an hour because you could, like, you want people to actually listen to the whole thing. It's not too No, long. I would just say, like, if any of this is, you know, um, giving you any signals in the body you are feeling like you know some of this may resonate it's landing with you you know maybe just sit in silence for a bit take a few deep breaths and tune into yourself and your body and ask yourself am i truly 100 percent happy um because it all starts with awareness right like if you have awareness that no i'm not 100 percent um happy or you've got the awareness that yeah i went through some stuff as a child or a teen or an adult or whenever that I haven't 100% or I'm worked not on. Sleeping. Why or not? I'm not sleeping, or like Tona was I talking can't about shift the weight that I'm carrying. Yeah, you know? I mean, your throat um, is all about not speaking up. Like every throat single chakra, body part yeah. has an emotional connection. Mm. You know, that's a whole other podcast as well. But I would just, you know, really spend some time with yourself and, um, you know, developing a relationship with yourself and especially your intuition is a long process but you know it takes years it takes, it's years, taken me years, years to trust myself again and reconnect yeah. to that and annoying but it happens if you it does happen it. if you yeah. do the work but you know if you're right back at the um part of never having done anything on yourself but you know in your heart of all hearts that things are not as good as they could be then yeah by all means i would say look at um starting to explore the mind body connection and i also work very holistically with you know um everything I do is looking at all sorts and you know that's the beauty of having done over the last five or six years different modalities like the health and wellness coaching and then you know I've even done business coaching and mentoring and mm. you know so I'm bringing in a bit of everything to my emotional work and now that has deepened again with looking at more heart, specific wounds of the heart you know like mm. I said so mm. um, there is a lot to it but you know at a base level just to ask yourself Am I as happy as I could be? And can we take time to just actually not distract ourselves and sit with ourselves, give ourselves yep. some time, whether it be 20 minutes in the morning when you wake up or, you yep. know, and we, a lot of people say we don't have time. It's like, yeah, but we make time for what's important. Like That's I'm sure right. you can scroll for like less, another less, less than oh, you five were. Oh, five or ten minutes less. You know, yep. five minutes. Just, and I, yeah, like just sitting with what's there. You don't need to judge it. You just let everything be there as it is. Mm -hmm. Without trying to judge it, without trying to change it. Label it or... Yeah, not we don't need to label anything. It's just trying to a big message is can you bring your do things in your day that are gonna bring you in out of your head and out of your mind and into your body yeah. and the sensations and let it speak and trust that. Yeah, and sit with the discomfort of what comes up because I like you was the first to busy myself with any old thing to distract myself from dealing with what yeah. was coming up emotionally. Big time. So if you catch yourself doing that, then try not to, um, you know, just dismiss it and move on about your day. So it's easy to just feel an emotion come up and then go, I don't want to deal with it. I'm going to make a cup of tea. Mm. I'm going to pick yeah. my splitties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to have a wine. Yeah. Or I'm going to, I don't know. Any old thing. Anything. Hang on the washing. <laughs> go have heaps of sex. Well, that's fine. <laughs> but you know, you can anything that you can, as long as things aren't too. You're not using things as vices to distract, yeah. and you know, it'll that, keep coming back. Yeah, it'll, it'll, yeah. <laughs> Moral of the story is, yeah, your body, yeah, it's gonna start screaming. So don't let it scream. Yeah. 
Um, but thank okay. you so, so much, Nina, for being on the show with me on this beautiful sunny Wanaka morning. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. And, yeah, please. Yeah, I loved it. Awesome. It's so good. I love speaking into this stuff. It just it's sets me on fire, my soul on fire, all of it. And so it's really beautiful that we're able to have used our experiences to help our clients. Um, and if you're wanting to learn any more about this and what my work is, please don't hesitate to reach out. Other than that, I hope you have a wonderful day. If you enjoyed this episode, hit like and subscribe or please share it with someone you feel would benefit from hearing it too. My mission is to empower others to be the best version of themselves they can be. The more this content is shared, the more likely it is to help others on their journey. If you're wanting more resources, please head to my website at www.wanakabody.co.nz where you can find my coaching options, blog, Instagram and Facebook pages for any other assistance you may need. Last but not least, I want to thank you for showing up, to listen to what I have to share and most importantly for showing up for yourself. See you next time.